1: Happy Explosions Day, because that's what
0: happened yesterday.
2: Happy July the 4th. Yeah.
0: Yeah, seriously. Happy July the 4th, Um, especially for the people in the States. Uh, We actually normally record on Saturdays, July 4th. Um, But, like the kids have explained, um, there was a lot of fireworks going on outside. (laughs) Which made it nearly uh, impossible to record.
3: Um, not nearly how, impossible. How it, it made it impossible
0: guys. to record. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was. It was just bad. I mean, it was I literally got, I literally got zero sleep because these these guys out here they were they were popping fireworks and not the small ones but the big ones until like four four thirty in the morning. So, um,
3: that was my not last good. One,
0: My last one clocked in at five oh eight. A.M. because oh as soon as it, gosh.
3: as soon as the bang woke me up, I had to take a look at my phone to see what time it was, and
0: I was That's not happy. Crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Hey, was isn't it? Isn't it that? Um, it fireworks are illegal in New York. Yeah, it, wasn't it that a thing or something like that? So where the hell are these fireworks <laughs> coming from? <laughs> oh
3: man, it's a crazy time right now. It's a crazy time.
0: I mean, it's been going on for weeks. You know, and then well, yesterday yeah. it started like around seven thirty, eight o'clock, and it was just non stop. We had a lull like around maybe ten, ten thirty. But then I figured these guys were like, you know what? We took a break, now we're gonna come back with a vengeance. You know what I mean? Yeah, they
3: they they went in to get their dinner and all that, maybe
0: a cup of coffee and then they came back out for round two, three and four. Oh my god, it was horrible. <laughs> But that July the fourth wasn't horrible, but just the fact that we couldn't record yesterday was horrible. Yeah, yeah. That way, Um, July the fourth. I hope you had a good July the fourth. For me, you know, this July the fourth, especially in the circumstances that we are, um, it felt a little different and it felt a little somber, you know. Um, But I don't know how your experience was.
3: I mean, it definitely felt different, you know. Like we're we're kind of. You know, dealing with a sp- certain political climate that makes everything a little bit difficult to, I don't want to say enjoy, but it puts it in the backdrop of, hey, like we as a as a people are kind of taking a pause and making sure that we take a pause to not let certain, you know, topics just
0: go by the wayside and stuff. And I think that's yeah. what sort of have,
3: has happened. So.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think it had a different meaning this year. um anyway we are the get geek podcast and so we're going to do a geek out episode which we haven't done in in quite a bit i think it's been like maybe three or four weeks since we've done a geek out episode right yeah yeah for sure yeah so um let's introduce ourselves let's get this thing rolling um i'm walt this is this is wolfie this is aj
2: this is eli
0: And so before we continue, um, I just want to get some podcast maintenance stuff out of the way. Um, First of all, as you know, we've been remote casting for about four months because of COVID. You know, we're trying to be socially distancing and, you know, being safe and all that stuff. So, you know, for our listeners, you may hear a sound artifact here or there. Um, Just know that, you know, it's kind of the cost of business now with TV and, you know, radio and, and podcasts that you know we're all kind of remote casting right now so you know like i said it's kind of the cost of business but we will try to minimize it as much as possible um that being said i just want to remind you guys to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out any of our great content um and poor contest please, or a contest that's true which we're going to talk about shortly um and and guys please remember to rate and review the show that way we know what you know how we're doing and what you guys want to hear and if you do post a review on iTunes we'll give you a shout out on the show so there's some incentive um and as wolfie was talking about we also have contests we have some pretty cool contests um one of which ended yesterday um, that was the one for the Vegeta Pop Funko, right? Yep. And we do have a winner. So hold on. Let me pull that up. Because winner, we winner got it right here. Dinner. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, I got it right please here. Uh,
3: please announce so, it because I remember it's a long name, right? Right. So the uh, username AlterBrap04Gaming, uh, also known as Caden Knowles. Congratulations. You are the winner of this this pop that we got lying around over here, the Vegeta pop number 614. It's actually one of my favorite pops because it's uh, the um, image of Vegeta just kind of with his hair flowing in the wind, which we don't ever see Vegeta having hair flowing in the wind again. So um, it's one of my favorite images. So it is very specific. And
0: you are now the winner. Congratulations. Send us a DM. That dude, wear, huh? that dude wears a a lot of product in his hair. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck up there. He's a, he's the definition of punk. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You know. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna reach out to you. um We'll DM you. uh We're going to announce this obviously when the. The podcast releases on monday and we will put up a post on tuesday on instagram so you should be getting a message from us shortly so so we can get your information and ship that very stylish vegeta out to you all right so um let's get we into are this here we're, we're we're geeking out right oh absolutely well dude we're always geeking out come on seriously
3: who's who, who,
0: who's who's geeking out first um, I guess I'll start then. Um, okay. so I, Netflix has been killing it in terms of quarantine watching. Right. I mean, they're, they're just drop They drop shows like crazy all the time, but especially with the quarantine stuff, you know, the, sh- the shows that are coming out are just, and, and the films have been ridiculous. I mean, we've had extraction come out. We had the movie, the five bloods come out. Um, we have, in the pipeline, a another comic book film, The Old Guard, with Charlize Theron that's coming out pretty soon. Umbrella Academy is coming out in July. There's a lot of stuff coming out, right? Um, but one of the things that I was excited about, I had actually posted the trailer on Instagram a couple of months ago. Um, and that's the new series that dropped on July 2nd called Warrior Nun. Um, oh, um, word. I forgot yeah. I saw that. Yeah, it's it's really really cool. Believe it or not, um, it's like I said, it dropped July second, but they already they already have so much confidence in the show that they renewed it for a second season. Really, three days before the thing came out, so, um, it's a pretty interesting show. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes, you'll see that the series has an eighty five approval rating and the audience rating is at 82 percent and currently the last time i checked it is the second rated it's in the top you know they have that top 10 list yeah yeah uh, for netflix it's number two all right so Damn. it seems like a pretty popular show i mean um, i'm definitely going so, to check it out oh you, yeah I, th- I think you would like it Um, Let me give you the synopsis that Netflix gives it, and it's a very short one, and it's pretty cool. Um, After waking up in a morgue, an orphan teen discovers she now possesses superpowers as the chosen halo bearer for a secret sect of demon hunting nuns. So if you're into like supernatural and stuff like that, I think this is a show that's right up your alley. Um, It stars Alba Baptiste as the main character, Ava Silva, and she is a Portuguese actress making her English-speaking debut. Now, she's big over in Portugal, um, and she is fantastic in the show. Uh, When I'm watching her, I get a sort of vibe that she's like a mix of Ellen Page and Jennifer Lawrence, and she's Hmm. super charismatic in the role. Um, So... The show itself is based on a manga series, a comic book series that debuted back in 1994. Um, It was created by Ben Dunn. It was published by Antarctic Press. And like I said, it came out in December 1994. And the name of the the series was called Warrior Nun Ariala. At first... Netflix thought that they were going to make this into a film, but then they they decided that it probably would be better served as a series. And I'm glad they did that choice because there's a lot to unpack here. Um, I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis of what happened in the first episode because I think that kind of tells you everything you need to know about the show. So it's a little bit spoily for the first episode, but I'm not going to ruin the season. Okay. So the show starts out. And we see our character on a slab in a monastery, and she's dead, right? And there's a, a conversation between a priest and a nun, you know, and she they, they inform you that she's part of an orphanage, um, and she's quadriplegic, so she doesn't have the use of her legs and stuff. And um, she doesn't come across as the most well-liked person. She seems like she's sort of a rebel in the orphanage and stuff. And, you know, their conversation is shortly interrupted because a bunch of nuns come in dragging in one of their own. And that person, you know, is seemingly mortally wounded. Um, and this is where, you know, you, you get the sense that this is a different series because you can put the phrase nuns with guns and it works perfectly for the show. Um, and it turns out that the person that's hurt is their leader. And she's been shot up with what's called divinium bullets and that that word divinium is a big part of the show um and apparently they were ambushed by certain people they were they were investigating something in the dock and stuff and it turns out that they named the person it's her her name is sister sharon uh masters and that's going to be important and i'll explain a little bit why but it turns out that, you know, the battle is still going on outside the monastery, and they're trying to save her. They can't save her, so they r- realize they have to take out a relic out of her back, and that relic is called the Halo. And it gives the the bearer, you know, great powers and stuff like that. So, you know, they they have this nun that comes out, takes it out and stuff, and then, you know, the other forces, they blast their way in. There's a chase, and eventually the nun is forced to put that halo, which kind of gets absorbed into the back, into the main character, Ava. Um, And shortly afterwards, Ava's resurrected. And not only is she resurrected, but she's got full use of all of her limbs and things of that nature. And... She can now see what's actually going on because what's happening is that the people that are coming to invade are actually possessed by demons. And because she has the halo in her back, she's able to see all of that. So, um, you know, again, there's a, a big fight. And then she realizes that she can, A, she has super strength. She can teleport. She can heal very much like Wolverine. And so she's a little confused and stuff like that. So that's the the basis of the first episode. It's it's giving you, you know, what's going on with her, what the thing is. We learn a little bit later that these nuns are part of an order called the Order of the Crucifix Sword. Cruciform Sword, I'm sorry. And um, there's a tech uh, company involved. Interestingly, it's called the Ark Tech biblical right and you know you're the first it's it's a weird story because the very first episode is so action-packed but then it kind of slows down really really you know and we get a lot of world building we get a lot of you know mythology and lore and there's a point where Ava is separated and she meets up with these kids and that's where it gets a little CW like and stuff. Um, the show is better when it, it stays away from that CW quality and really shines when it deals with the lore and the mythology of you know the Order of the Cruciform Sword and the Halo and things of that nature. Um, there's one thing that I don't like which is heavy in the first couple of episodes and it kind of lessens and that's the point that the main character is kind of like speaking to you um, and narrating what's going on. and Like breaking I, the fourth wall or? Yeah, well, almost, you know. And, and I really don't like that because to me it feels like the show doesn't trust the actress enough to be able to emote all of that stuff without having to physically say it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that main that actress, she is fantastic. I mean, like I said, she's she's very charismatic, and um, you really do get a sense of the hero's journey with this with this character because you know she's and rightfully so, you know she's been stuck in a wheelchair all this time, and she doesn't want to save the world. She just wants to go out and have fun. You know, she wants to be able to party. Now she has the use of her legs. She wants to be able to go around. She doesn't want to have to deal with the responsibility and the weight that the Halo brings. And there are other characters uh, involved. One of them is Lilith, who is supposed to be the next bearer of the Halo. And, you know, there is some interplay between the two because she believes she's supposed to have the Halo. But yet, you know, some of the priests thinks that Ava is the chosen one. Um I'm going to say this. I the first 3 episodes, like I said, the the first one is a real highlight. Then it kind of ground down to, you know, a little bit of a halt, you know, in terms of, you know, delving away from the main story, but if you continue with the story, the story really does build until the season finale and the last two episodes are fantastic. And There's a lot of plot twists along the way. Um, And that last episode leaves you at at a super cliffhanger. And, you know, I'm reading a lot of the comments that didn't know that there was going to be a season two. And a lot of people were angry the way they left it off because it literally leaves you almost like a, uh, a Matrix type of thing where it's like to be continued. It cuts you right. It's like a harsh cut. It cuts you right in the middle of something oh really um, but yeah but i'm mm-hmm. telling you um the choreography is amazing it's that's some that's some really good fight choreography especially with sister beatrice she is like doing nun foo and stuff like that um if you give the uh, the series a chance i think you really really are going to like it i mean if you're a fan of action fantasy and drama I think this definitely has to be on your list to watch. I enjoyed it immensely, and I really can't wait for season two. That's awesome. That sounds great. I mean, it's funny because I was um, just looking
3: to uh, get into a new show, and I was going to start, and I I probably still will start, um, I was going to start Hannah on uh,
0: Amazon Prime. Oh, that is good. That is good. I started the first season. I never got around to finishing it, but that is a good show. Only because I remember seeing
3: the movie. I don't know if you know this, but there's a movie that came out a while back, quite a, quite a yep. while back, I think, uh, with mm-hmm. um, Eric Bana. Yeah. And I saw that. I thought the movie was pretty cool. Um, I it, it, it didn't play like as an action movie that great, I think. But I think the story that was told, that was being told was really, really awesome. And then now that they have an actual... Amazon Prime show, which I've been a fan of the Prime shows that I have that I have checked out. Um definitely looking forward to checking that out. So I'll put this kind of on the list. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go back and forth between the two shows and stuff. So
0: yeah, I, I think you'll I think you'll like the show. I like I said, you gotta give it some time to it almost feels like it's two shows sometimes because when mm-hmm. they're dealing with the CW stuff, that's that's where it's like, okay, can we get past that? But once they get into like the monastery and and the priests and the nuns and and the demons and stuff, that's where it's really really good. Um, I do want to mention because... one thing. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. no, continue. no, no, go on, go on, go on. I, I do want to mention one thing that may polarize people who are fans of the original pro- the re- original manga, because the main character and this is why I said I'm gonna go back to this main character in the manga is Shannon Masters she is the warrior nun in those books in this series she dies within the first five minutes spoiler alert no no but but it's like I said you're gonna gonna see it immediately because it's not and I did say it was gonna be a little spoilery for the first episode but like I said if you don't know the book then it, it really doesn't make then a it difference to you because, okay. Right, exactly. And like I said, I wonder how fans of the book will react to the show because that's a big change, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, you're dealing with a, a series of books that deal with a specific character and then the series for Netflix, whether it's a bold move or a stupid move, kill her off in the first five minutes. So, you know... It's a it's a weird thing, and like I said, if there's any fan, any listeners who are a fan of the book, I would love to hear your comments on this and and see whether you do like this adaptation of it. Because like I said, normally when you do an adaptation, yeah, you change a couple of things, but you kind of keep it, you know, pretty close to the source material. You know, at least you keep the main character around. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know.
3: Well, you know, to be honest, I, um, I think that that's not the worst thing to do because I think it'd be better to have like their own interpretation with their own new character and stuff like that while still kind of, you know, having a callback to the original character as opposed to trying to interpret the story the exact same way. Because then you'll be judged against the book, in my opinion, when you create a new character, um, you kind of have a little bit more free reign and you also make the show it's standing alone on its own where of course it's always going to be compared to the book but there won't be a direct comparison because they're not compared it's not like well i like that character much better in the book than than how they portrayed them in the show you know so that's I, that's I think... just how i look at it eli
2: yeah i think i might try and watch it because i i, I probably judged um the movie by like its name because usually when Usually, when I think of a nun, it's usually like peaceful. But like warrior nun, kind of add, kind of adds like a little bit of a like a weird mix there.
0: Listen, one of the main characters, Sister Sister Mary, her her nickname is Shotgun Mary. So, <laughs> uh, that sounds, sounds dope creatures. to me, man. And, and it's funny because preacher is one of the things that I that I look at it. It's and you know again you know going back to you know some of the things with the book. Um, a lot of people like the book because of the reference that it, it, it gave to, like the mythology and the lore, but also re- its respectfulness to, you know, the religious part of it. Where hmm. preacher is completely irreverent when it comes to that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, oh, yeah. preacher doesn't pull any punches. You know what I'm saying? It really doesn't. Uh, all I have to do is Humperdo. Yeah,
1: that's
0: that's a, that's a big thing. So if you guys know about preacher and you know about Humpadoo, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know? Right. Um but Warrior None is not that. You know, it's it's not irreverent. It doesn't disrespect um any any sort of religious things. It it does do a little things, but I don't think it's that crazy. And and you know it's it's not like I said it's not disrespecting the religious piece of it. You know, it, it holds it, you know, it it treats it with the respect that it deserves i guess you know well i'm all in so, so yeah so like i said if if you're into that kind of stuff if you're into like supernatural and things of that nature and you know demon hunting then definitely this is something that you should put on your list um it's only 10 episodes uh they're usually about 40 minutes long so you know speaking I, I just of supernatural pretty- oh yeah I'm i sorry. just happen to think that this uh this series is probably gonna be one of those big series that people talk about this summer so um yeah anyway i was uh i was gonna i was gonna attempt my
3: own little segue uh Go speaking for it, of man. super speaking of supernatural a j what are you what are you geeking out on
0: ha <laughs> <laughs> ha Booyah. hey <laughs> Um, <laughs> so Wolfie, that was smooth. That was smooth. I like that. Oh man,
1: I haven't really been up to much, but with what time I do uh, that I have used, I've been using to catch up to some game series that are still open. Like, for instance, today I will be talking about Dead Space 2. Hey, and I'm just going to do like a, a little mini run through of the things I've done. So, I went and got four chapters done. And that would be, and this is out of 15. I did chapter 7, 8, 9, and 10. And ooh, it was, oh man. So, chapter 7... Called Power from the Sun. And, you know, it's about Chapter 7 sees Isaac venture up to something called the Solar Array. And it's basically like, you know, how people like, uh, what do you call those things? Um, solar panels? Well, think of this as a huge, gigantic one in space that's meant to power a space station. Okay. You know what? But before I even get there, you have to clear, um, you have, you need to clear, uh, you have to take a monorail, like a little monorail to, to this part of the station. And so one of the things you had to do is you had to clear a lot of necrom, I like to call it necromatter, because you know how the flood, they kind of just goo up the place. Mm -hmm. They had a similar thing with the necromorphs. That's got to
0: be a big state space station if you got to take a monorail from one place to the other it It is big it's like a it's
1: like a mini city
0: yeah wow okay
1: so i ended up having (laughs) what what you what you had to do in this stage was you had to take um these explosive canisters Mm -hmm. and you had to throw them at these uh <clears throat> oh, I forgot what you threw them at. But, you know, they were highly explosive. So it will be enough to clear the necromatter. Okay. But at the same time, you had to fight necromorph tripods. And basically... I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, my god! Do you remember Wolfie, um, the... God, from Halo 3, the huge berserker, uh, floods?
2: Oh, God.
1: Yeah oh yeah um (laughs) think those but maybe twice as large and they're fast
0: that's that's interesting scary yeah yeah
1: and you have to clear you have to do it one at a time also because there are some on the ground but you there's only one probably one on the ground you have to wait there's a little spot in the in the place you're in, where they respawn after like maybe a minute or two, and in that time, these tripods are constantly spawning.
0: That seems pretty unfair, man. I mean, you know, they're they're as badass as you say, and they're respawning every one to two minutes. That's tough, man. You know,
1: I had to really, and then the what makes it that much harder with Dead Space is that you have to really, con- you have to learn how to conserve your ammo. You have to make every
0: yes. shot count. I do remember that from the first game. You know, it's uh, so I guess the second game is and very had, similar, right?
1: I had little to no money. <laughs> and a lot of the time, some t- throughout all these chapters, there would be times where I was ammo-less and I had to use the punch. To- To kill things, (laughs) okay, (laughs) it was bad, but that's not even the worst part. Oh, so there's something worse, (laughs) okay? So, no problem. Imagine getting out of there with let's say I have a full health bar, Mm -hmm. I got out of
0: that with maybe
1: a little less than half my health bar.
0: So, let me if let me refresh my memory, the health bar is on his back, yeah, the rig. That's the way they they. They show you how how much health you have? Okay. Yeah. I, I always thought that was a cool mechanic, but, you know, yeah, it's all good.
1: So I'm coming out of there with maybe less than half health. I finally get to the solar array. You have to, since everything in the facility is shut down because... There's a quarantine event going on here, Mm -hmm. and basically the equivalent of the U.S. military shut everything down.
0: Okay.
1: And they have complete martial law control of the station. Okay. You have to go out into zero gravity and recalibrate these huge solar panels. Guess what you also have to do? There are these uh, other... Uh, necromorphs called nests. Those are fun.
0: Nests?
1: Nests.
0: N e t s t s. Yes. And basically oh, yeah. what they are is,
1: think like a huge bulbous thing, right? hmm It would open and out of it would come this huge tentacle. Oh, and amazing. this tentacle would shoot And it would happen any time you were near it. So can't you just stay away from it, then? That's the problem. One of the panels was right where it was.
0: And you have no ammo. Close to no ammo. Because you're cheap. Yes. Because you had no money. But that's not even the worst part. (laughs) Okay. That tentacle
1: shoots these little necromorphs. And I like to call them necro bullets. They're small, they're red, and they fly through space. They're like homing bullets. I mean, homing homing missiles.
0: Yeah, that sounds like you're screwed. Yeah. yeah. You know how many times I respawned? I respond? can imagine, especially if, because you're cheap. The with zero, no money.
1: the zero gravity, and managing your oxygen wasn't even the worst part. It was just the constant. I'm coming for you.
0: And there's no way that you can avoid that, right? No. Okay.
1: And that ended chapter 7. Chapter 8, let me see here. So, with chapter 8, you're doing more ship stuff. You have to, let me see here. What do you need to do? You have to get through this area, also zero gravity. This one was easier compared to what I'd just done before. And basically, the main antagonist is turning things on specifically to kill you. Okay. Hmm. And, you know, that was okay. You had to use your stasis ability. No problem. Um, let's skip on over to Chapter 9. Okay. In Chapter 9, you had to repair the industrial transport in order to get to the government sector. You finally meet up with these two people who you've been collaborating with, Strauss and Ellie. Ellie is like, um, you know, someone who also works at the space station. And Strauss is a psych ward patient who Isaac, the main character, was, uh, I guess, not incarcerated with. But like, he was basically in the psych ward because of the first game. So he met this guy Strauss. Let me see here. And so, you're going through this. You have to do a series of things. Very good
0: things. What are you, Trump? (laughs) What is very good things? It's bigly, you know. Let me see here.
1: (laughs) I... So, you know, what you eventually come to do here is that you're on your way to the USG Ishimura, which is the first ship from the original game, because apparently you have to go back there for something. I honestly don't remember what. So I'm going to leave off now where I left off. Chapter 10. And this one was, well, I won't say scary, but it was certainly unnerving. So, you eventually have to board the Ishimura. And what you need to do, one of the things you need to do, is you need to activate the gravity centrifuge. And that's because everything, you know, in order to actually be able to do what you need to do, you need to activate this thing. After you, after I go and do that, there's this dark tunnel. Very low, very low light. And every now and again, you'd be ambushed by several kinds of necromorphs, tripods too. And again, I have low ammo, so it's not fun. I have to use, I have to use the melee ability whenever I can. You know what I actually ended up having to do? There's this feature in Dead Space. Where you use telekinesis. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. What I ended up needing to do... (laughs) I had to take whatever small crates I could find...
0: And throw it at them?
1: And just keep spamming it. (laughs) I had to do that for maybe half an hour straight (laughs) just to get to the end of this damn hallway. (laughs) Use the force, Luke. (laughs) Oh, man. all right? Long story short... It's an awesome playthrough on normal.
0: <laughs> oh, so that's normal. Then. Okay. <laughs> that's normal. Okay. I remember the first <laughs> game normal. being challenging. Um, I, I remember the first game being awesome. How's the second game? I've never gotten around to, to playing the second game. I like the second game so far. Um, the story is awesome, as, as usual, right?
1: Yeah. But. <laughs> This is just normal difficulty, man. Okay. I don't even want to entertain this game's version of Legendary. All right. If you want... Mr. Eli, you're always looking for a challenge. You want a challenge? Okay. Do Dead Space, Dead Space 2, the Dead Space series on its equivalent of Legendary. Have fun. <laughs> I,
2: I, will, I will. I'll try and get into that, actually.
1: And uh, that ends my... Uh, solitary geek
0: out. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. Um, Eli, you wanna you wanna go ahead?
2: Oh, mine's is really super long, but I'll uh, try and get into it. Um, me, it's actually me and AJ who are doing this pod the geek out.
0: So. Okay, so this is a oh. joint geek out. Yeah. Okay, and a
2: really long one.
0: For oh, sure. Oh boy.
2: So, I have an
0: idea what it is because you guys have been playing it nonstop for like the last week and a half. Yeah. So Okay
2: so I'm gonna talk about the Minecraft Nether update. I've been waiting like maybe half a year, maybe a year. I don't I don't even know, but the new update comes out with an even bigger challenge for players who come to the nether. For newer players, the Nether is a dimension basically like hell that holds some of the deadliest mobs known to man. Mobs are like monsters.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
2: and the only way to progress through the game is going through the Nether.
0: And the the deadliest one is that pig that I keep seeing you fight, right? Oh god. Well, yeah. technically no. I know, I'm I'm kidding. What is it? what is that? Like a like a warthog or something like that? We'll get to that.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. So,
2: with the update already out, me and my fellow Minecraft player, AJ, have set out on a journey to attain the Super Saiyan God.
0: Wait, what? Yep. How, how does that work?
2: But we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think sorry. AJ knows what I'm talking yeah, about. I, th-
1: I think I know what you're talking about. So, um... Alright, so now, I did say we were going to come to it, we're going to go through the monsters. And one of the monsters that are new to this update are piglins. Uh, They spawn in groups of four, typically, in Crimson Forests, Bastion Remnants, and Nether Wastes. We'll do more on that later. I just have to mention where they spawn. And they are normally partial to golden armor. I mean, gold, as we all know, isn't the best armor, but, you know, everything in the nether has a... Has a fetish for gold. Um, they also use gold swords, a lot like the zombie pigmen of old, but they don't only use swords anymore. They also use crossbows, as if that okay. wasn't... As if normal zombie pigmen were awesome. They, they did a lot of damage back in the day, but now they have ranged capabilities. Oh, God. It's nuts. Um... The only difference between... I mean, there are a couple differences between them and the normal zombie pigmen. Or what was zombie pigmen. These guys are a lot more hostile than their predecessors. Um, But there is a way to circumvent that. What you need to do is you at least need to be wearing one piece of golden armor. And here's another of the new features. Not only... Can you be friends with them? You can be friend with friends with them as barterers also. Mm-hmm. And they basically also double as villagers for the nether realm.
2: Yeah, basically.
1: Um continuing on their behavioral aspects, they're also I mean, I said they're hostile already, but now they actually go and attack other things. Well, there wasn't a lot of things to attack in the nether to begin with, but now there are. Yeah, and of the things they are hostile towards, they are hostile towards withers, wither skeletons, and hoglins. I think they're also um, hostile to regular skeletons too, right? Because those are also uh, in the Nether now, right?
2: Yeah, I th- I think, but I'm not too sure about that. Yeah.
1: Okay. And here's what I like personally about their new behavioral code. They flee if they see that they're outnumbered.
2: Yeah, so they're basically, like, upgrading like their AI, basically. And to the point where, like, they're very much alive. Alive, they're yeah. Very al- alive.
1: The way they're doing it now is they're acting a lot more sentient. Yeah. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. One of the other interesting features about these uh piglins is that now they also have babies and one of the things that the babies can do is there's this other mob called the hoglins they can be seen occasionally playing with baby hoglins
2: it is
0: is. until they try and kill you Uh, yeah
2: yeah Yeah.
1: and let us see Regular pig, piglins, they've actually... This is another thing that I like. They set up a warding system, and I think mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. So piglins uh, will often retreat or be warded off by zombified piglins or zoglins. Well, no. Zombified piglins and zoglins are two different things. My, my apologies. That's right. Zombie piglins, hoglins... Zoglins, sorry. Soul fire which is a new item they added, soul torches and lanterns, and non-extinguished camp soul campfires. So it's basically another way to keep them from killing you every five seconds you're in the nether if you don't have a golden piece of armor. Yeah. And you can attest to this now, can't you, Eli?
2: Yes, I really can, Kosh. Oh, man. It's, it's really... It'll get annoying to the point where... If you don't have any way of respawning in the nether, which we'll get into that later, you are definitely not even going to make it like five minutes into the nether.
1: And another of the changes we have with piglins, or yeah, is that they are no longer naturally immune to fire and lava, which I kind of find sad and also yeah. very entertaining because now. <laughs> I can. I haven't been to the nether yet, but if I ever do go, now I don't have to worry about hitting them in lava and they'll just be like, oh, time to go for a swim. <laughs> well, if they go in for, in for a swim, now they die, so kind of happy yeah. about that. Yep, and they can also grief you. They can steal your armor if they kill you. They can break down your door if it's not iron. I, at least I think you can't break iron doors.
2: Right? No, I don't. I don't think
1: we can. Yes, so that's. I'm definitely bringing the iron door to another. Yeah, that covers it for. No, that doesn't just cover it. There's this new. Oh, th- not yeah. It's a new thing, also. That when a piglin goes to the overworld or even the end, they will undergo
2: a transformation. The, the transformation of.
1: And the transformation is that they become
2: zombie Zombies. piglins.
0: Zombies. Oh my god!
1: And you know what they do? Okay. If you thought zo- if you thought piglins were, were were hostile before, these guys are ultra hostile. Like they will attack any living thing that moves—a fish, a a squid, a,
0: a player, a, a donkey. <laughs>
2: As long as you hit them, as long as they're
0: angered by them. Okay. So how do you how does a donkey anger them exactly?
2: By just existing. Yeah.
1: Oh. Okay. Another of the new mobs are hoglins, and these things are also particularly annoying. You have experience with these, but they add a source of food to the Nether. Finally. And they drop raw pork chops, which can then, of course, be made into cooked pork chops. Yeah. Hoglin's also have a warding system where if they are in proximity to warped fungi typically in a flower pot, Nether portals or respawn engers, they will actively avoid them. They naturally sink in water and they eventually drown. Thank god they are not they are not immune to <laughs> fire and lava. <laughs> and despite the fact that they can that they want to kill you every waking second you can actually leash them and breed yeah. them domestically which I find is rather interesting it's kind of like taming bulls cause that's how big they are you'd yeah. think something called a hoglin would be small but they're actually as big no. as like a rhinoceros
2: <laughs> yeah you do not want to mess with them Okay.
1: yeah um what is the other thing I wanted to say um Da, 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 da. The player attacks, they flee.
2: Okay, you want to say something? Go um, ahead. Hoglins can also. Hoglins, their attacks are very, very strong. I'm pretty sure they do like maybe three, four, five points of damage, and they can fling you away. So you, there's a chance of maybe taking fall damage. And I can tell you, th- these are not. You want to find a source of food. You do not just go head on and kill them. It's best to breed them first.
1: Yeah. And then the way... Because I mentioned you could, I guess, domesticate them, even though you can't. But
2: yeah,
1: if you breed them, you do it with crimson fungi.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, what's interesting about hoglins is that they, too... Undergo a transformation if they cross over in dimension, the and they become Zoglins. Boglins. And just like the zombie piglins of I mentioned before, they become super duper hostile as well, and basically have all the attributes of the zombie piglin as well. Yeah. The other mob I will cover, second to last, is striders. They drop string, and they're also a new mode of transportation in the nether, because you can't exactly use a boat when trying to cross a lake well, of lava. Yeah. So what does Minecraft do? Meet the new horses in the nether, Striders. They basically walk on lava and are the fastest things in the nether. Um, I think I said they drop string, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, they drop string. Um... In order to ride them, because you can ride them, you use a warped fungus on a stick, similar to a pig. Yes, and you have to use a saddle in order to actually mount them. You can also breed them with warped fungus. Interestingly, unlike all other nether mobs, they're the only ones who are adversely affected by water. Because... Mm -hmm. If they even come into contact with water, they will start taking damage, and yeah. it can kill them. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Th- pretty crazy stuff. And what's interesting about the Striders is that mm-hmm. if they're outside of lava for long periods of time, they'll actually look supremely, uh, very weakened because uh, yeah. they oh. essentially they essentially uh, live off the lava that they're riding on. So yeah. they'll look. A little purple, they'll, you know, they'll look a little sickly.
2: And wrinkles.
1: Yes, and they look sad. Very sad. Yes. And to cap off Striders, they can occasionally be found being ridden by not only zombie piglins, but their own babies. It's (laughs) so cute. Oh my god. The final mob I'm going to cover now is the Piglin Brutes who are like the berserker mob of
2: the Nether. They aren't out yet but they will come to Minecraft according to Mojang.
1: Yes, and when they do come out, they're going to be found in the Bastion Remnants. Uh they can also unlike the um Piglins, Piglins. They will not use swords and crossbows. They will typically use golden axes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they wear no armor, which is kind of interesting. But what they lack in defense, they really pack in offense. Yeah. yeah, they fight anything ranging from players to wither skeletons, withers themselves, and are often are not distracted by golden items or blocks. Um. See here, they do not retreat from soulfire. They are not warded off from soulfire, which can be a problem if you're trying to explore the bastion remnants. Yeah. And if they are hunting a hog, and if piglins are hunting a hoglin, which they do occasionally, they'll even join them.
2: Yeah, which is awesome.
1: Last but not, or not last but not least, but one of the things that. Hoglin, I mean, piglins can do now is they can do a little victory dance every yeah. now and again. Okay, and you know it's we funny because okay. <laughs> what was that thing that happened uh, uh, in the, when you were going through?
2: There was there was a hogman that died because the victory dance happens when they kill a hogman, but for some reason he was dancing while he was burning alive, mm. which was a little bit a little bit strange. I mean, not that strange, but strange enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And you want to, is there anything else you want to add about the pigman
2: brutes? No, I'm pretty sure that covers it. Um. Oh, and that's the mobs. Yep. And, okay, so now I'm going to get into the biomes. I think we already covered what... Uh, we kind of, like, covered... We mentioned a few, but if yeah. you want to go
1: into detail a little more, you can.
2: Well, I'm just going to add a little bit of details. Um, The crimson and warped biomes uh, are new biomes that came out. They're, the crimson is crimson, obviously, and the warped is, like, an alternate version of it. It's bluish-green. Um, You can obviously find the mushrooms there, crimson fungus, warped fungus. But... And what they did add was that Endermen can spawn in the Warped Biome, which is like a source of Ender pearls. Um The next two biomes are pretty cool, but they don't really hold anything that's really of use. Um, the Delta Biomes, um, they hold ashes and white mist, space salt and blackstone rocks are just sticking out of lava. Magma blocks constantly generate in this biome, and it's it's... It looks like it might be like a volcanic area.
1: Um, I mean, personally, I find that a little weird. But in the nether environment, I mean, I guess. Because typically when you're talking about uh, basalt... Uh, sorry, I'm going to do a little geology here. I was, a, or rather am, a geology miner.
2: Yeah.
1: When you're typically talking about basalt... You're talking about a very dense oceanic rock. And, you know, there's, there's no water in the, yeah. in the nether. So really. I personally find that weird. But, you know, it's interesting because the nether is, well, it's hell. So you're generally going to think it's going to be way down below Earth. Yeah. And, you know, as you go further, deeper and deeper into the Earth, the rocks get denser also. So you could kind of also make the case that it does make sense that you'd find basalt there. But I don't know, just me personally, you know, I'm used to, I was taught basalt is typically a product of an ocean, oceanic environment. So that's just me. Yeah. But anyway, going on, that was my
2: tangent. <laughs> uh, the second, uh, the fourth new biome is the Soul Valley. There are mysterious fo- fossils that completely spawn. They just generate all over the Soul Valley. It's completely covered in a new block, Soul Soil, which then placed on- if there's fire placed on the Soul Soil, it turns blue, which is the Soul Fire. And then skeletons also spawn now in that biome. Um, I'm just going to get into a, n- a new thing that's really important to the game. The Bastion Dungeon. Uh, I think we already covered some of it, but uh there are lanterns attached to chains, piglins and hoglins spawn there, and then there's a treasure chest there. Um and that's that's basically it. You can get netherite armor, netherite which is the top tier armor in this game now.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> if you thought diamond was good, this stuff is better.
2: Way better. And it is
1: it is extremely hard to find. You you know, know. yeah, he has been mining it like a maniac. It's yeah. incredibly hard to find. It is. And so to wrap up our mini, our geek out disguised as a mini review, <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna go over some of the new loot that you that accompanies this update, hmm. and that'll be the netherite scrap, which is the thing you mine, which you can then make into the netherite okay. ingot which then you can make into so the netherite armor, armor and netherite tools. tools. And that would be pickaxe, sword, shovel, the axe, etc. Yeah. Wow, you guys are like Warped an axe. <laughs> <laughs> Warped fungus on a stick. We mentioned that earlier. Uh, the pigstep music disc, which is basically a new soundtrack that Minecraft has added to the game. And the lodestone compass. And, sorry... Last, the really last thing, the uh, respawn anchor, which, you know, you can't, uh, when you die in the nether, you technically get jettisoned back to the overworld. But with this thing, you can die and stay in the nether. Yeah. It's basically a cool new thing. Acts as a bed. Awesome. And that concludes our geek review of <laughs> <laughs> geek <laughs> out review, mini geek out uh,
2: uh,
0: uh, of the nether update.
2: Yeah, that's it.
0: Okay. Um, I'm gonna say I have no idea what you guys were talking about. (laughs) I thought I knew some Minecraft. I have no idea. And I think I think Gabe we lost him like maybe twenty minutes ago. (laughs) Because I don't think he even knows what Minecraft is. Yeah. I mean
3: I I know what it looks I know what the cover of the game looks like. So, you
0: know, um, I don't even think you could ask questions because what question would you ask at that point? I right? mean, my question
3: would be every single thing would be like, What's a goblin or whatever? I, I don't even know what you said. You know, every Whoa. single second, I would be like, What's that? What's that? What's that? <laughs> Um,
0: Yeah, Minecraft is a very popular game, so our listeners, I guess, will know what they're talking about. Unfortunately, Gabe, you and I will uh, be blissfully ignorant
3: with this. Yeah, I think we kind of took a seat back on this one. So So
0: we'll we'll leave the experts to it on that one, you know? Yeah. All right, man, you're up. Oh, so. (laughs) All right,
3: I got a couple questions. Things that I'm going to talk about. Um, I'm not going to go as in depth and disguise it as a review, but uh, essentially, I'm going to geek out over something that AJ not too long ago geeked out on, and it's uh, American Gods. Um, so I've uh, I've been putting off reading the graphic novel for a while. I've I've known that I've been wanting to read it, but I had a bunch of other books that I was kind of you know made a commitment to you know read before i got to it and stuff it's been in my collection um a collection for which i have been ever expanding at final fantasy brooklyn you know my local comic book shop but uh had to do the uh shameless plug in there um Mm -hmm. but uh so i've read the whole first book and then i started the show and i gotta say that like Um, I'm I'm partial to the, you know, written and drawn material more than I am usually to something translated to TV. And in this case, I kind of had to hold to it. I've only seen the first four or five episodes of the show, but it is so different in how the book, in my opinion, not not super different, but it's it's got a few stark differences. Um, to how uh, the character of Shadow is portrayed in the book versus how it's portrayed on screen, that I'm having trouble kind of, uh, I guess, accepting Shadow on screen, which which is a shame oh. because I think that the performance is good. It's just it's not how it's being. It, it's not how I read it, you know. Right. Um, and I'll go into that in a moment. Um i do like i do like the fact that the show is portraying certain plot points and story points differently on the timeline than the book because it's still hitting those notes from the book and but it's doing it in a way that's in a different sequence so it's still fresh and still on the show you know it's it's still you know sort of original you could say to the show because it's uh the the story points are being hit but just in different sequences and different orders as far as how I read it and all that. So um, that's been something that's kind of cool to see, but it's, you know, kind of also makes me not want to watch the show until I finish the second book, which I'm in the middle of, um, yeah. just in case something gets spoiled from the book. Um, but going back to the show, the issues that I have with the character of Shadow is that in the book, Shadow was very, I want to say, monotone and reserved. Uh, you see that in the, uh, it, The beginning sequence where he's in prison and he's basically not bothered by anything. He kind of bites his tongue and holds it to himself. Shows no expression on his face even when he's told, you know, that his um that you know a certain beloved person has passed away, um with no reaction. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to spoil it right away.
0: Um, (laughs) God, you guys are terrible. <laughs> hey, listen, man. The show's been out for a bit now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but that's I you know you see I, I, see, you see,
3: me. I personally don't like to spoil deaths. At at, at least I don't like to
0: spoil deaths. Oh, okay. unlike Jose. You know. <laughs> well, listen, I've done I've done some spoiling myself. So you know, it's yeah. it, it kind of runs in the family, I guess. You know. Yeah.
3: So, um. Yeah, I guess so. it's a Melgar thing. <laughs> Um, so, so that's one of the issues that I kind of have with like the character, the character on the show, he's very kind of like, you know, expressive and reactive and, you know, shows, you know, anger, which I guess would relate more to the human experience. The average person would, you know, probably at at a lot of these instances would be just as angry and upset and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. however, that's what I found that was very different from the character shadow in the book. It's like as I'm reading the book, someone tells me that my wife uh died in a car accident and how she died, which please let's not spoil that because this no, is a not. this is a uh, family-oriented uh, yeah. show after all. Yeah. I mean, we're a very all. family-oriented podcast after all, but how uh she died, I would be infuriated and embarrassed and upset, but in the book he wasn't You know, and he didn't react that way. He, Yeah, he he wasn't, you know, he was very, he was very, he was very like, uh, what's the word? It's not mute. It's not. Plus,
0: he was just very, he just just had absolutely
3: no emotion, no reaction. He only had emotion once when he had his first uh, sleep in an actual bed outside of jail, which is like his first free, his first night of freedom in an actual bed and he cried for a moment, but that's it. Um he seems to be more calculating in the book where in the show he's not as calculating. Um you know and and, and so far like it's it's a very different shadow. And again for me the, the 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 great part about the book was that it's a character that is you can relate to certain experiences that he's Going through because he's going through mm-hmm. very human experiences, but you can't relate to how he's reacting, and that's the that's what makes me it, that's what makes him so intriguing to me. However, on the show, he's reacting how a normal human would react, which makes it a little less intriguing. You know, okay. so uh, yeah, there's that. That's kind of the main thing. But I am enjoying it. uh There's a couple of decisions on the show that I didn't like. Um, you know i feel like there's a little bit more of a futuristic tone to certain characters on the show whereas the book was a little bit more like uh old mythology yeah. yeah like the mythology is still there on the show but it's not i feel like it doesn't translate as well because you know it's not old mythology i don't know if i don't know if i'm having trouble with the fact that like i'm reading it and I'm, I'm just imagining the book on screen or wanting to imagine the book on screen uh, but uh but yeah we'll see I'm not gonna I'm not going to fully bash it um well, I'm not bashing Will it you... because I do enjoy the show I'm not saying that I don't enjoy the show I am enjoying it I'm just I've just enjoyed the book so far
0: a little bit better yeah so. it's interesting because I I I did the exact opposite. I, I watched the show. I haven't read the book yet. And there was a part of me that wanted to read the book afterwards just to see what the differences are because I thoroughly enjoyed the first season. I heard I heard the second season is kind of a bit messy and stuff and not as good as mm. the first season. Um, and okay. Maybe that's the reason why I haven't jumped into the second season yet. But okay. um, I find it interesting that you're doing both at the same time and you're finding these issues, you know. Right, because I kind of expected I sort of
3: expected the show to run in sequence as the book has run, more or less. I understand like they make changes here and there. But there's like in the in the third or fourth episode, I think it's in the fourth for example, all right, so there's stuff that happens in the third episode that's in the same sequence as the book. Right? There's a a checkers game, a checkers game that happens, right? And that's in the same timeline as the book. However, there's something that happens towards the end of the book that happens in the following episode. Hmm. So it's it's there parts feel, of the book that's parts past? of I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Oh, okay. um, uh, yeah, I don't know. But again, that's what I'm saying. Like it's not they're telling the same story in a different sequence, which makes the show new again. Because they're telling the story in a different way, it's the same story, okay. so I enjoy it. So we'll see. Cool. The second thing, the second thing that I'm geeking out over is a new podcast that I'm launching. Hey, so, there we go. So it's a project that I've actually been working on for a while now. Uh, those of you guys may, those of you guys that listen to us may know that I also own a jujitsu and Muay Thai school called the Dojo NYC. And I primarily focus on uh, the, you know, for my personal career and training uh, jujitsu. I've done Muay Thai for a long time. I've done martial arts for a long time. But jujitsu is kind of like my bread and butter right now. And it's been one of the things that I geek out the most on, which is, you know, if you're a jujitsu nerd, you know what it's like to be a jujitsu nerd. You kind of want to be in and all all in with with anything and everything um related to jujitsu topics products you know stuff like that so um i have started this new podcast to do essentially kind of what we do here which is like geek out over jujitsu nerd stuff and do reviews of uh instructional dvd sets you know um of gi product or jujitsu products like new cool stylistic uh training uniforms and you know supplements and that sort of stuff um and i'm doing it with my buddy uh danny who's a student of mine he appeared on one episode a while back i believe maybe not even on get geek i think it was on our previous iteration of uh, this podcast but uh a
1: long time ago on another podcast far far away <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: i i am hoping to bring him back actually to 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 do some more whenever we're doing uh, another spider-man topic But uh, because he's our resident Spider-Man expert. But uh, but, yeah, it's 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 been, you know, on again and off again for a while. And I finally, you know, have over the quarantine kind of worked on it, designed it how I've been wanting to design it. And it's called The Grappling Review. And you can hopefully I'm still waiting to I'm going through all the uh, all the back end stuff that Walter usually handles for Get Geek which is, you know, getting our podcast approved, doing all the marketing, doing the artwork design, all the all the really hard stuff. Recording is easy. It's all the other stuff that's really, really difficult uh, for which Walter um, takes care of for the most part. And uh, so going through all that stuff, hopefully the uh, first couple episodes will be up very soon. And um, but IG is up. Websites being designed if you guys want to give me a follow and some support. Check out the grappling review
0: on Instagram. Um, yep, we're gonna we're gonna throw a, a um accompanying link to in our Instagram, pointing it to your director and stuff. You know, sweet. There you go. So, yeah. what are what are the, what are the things that you find interesting when you're recording about about um, jujitsu? Is there anything different from what we do here? Nah. <coughs> Sorry about that.
3: Um, oh, not too much to be honest with you. Um, you know, because because with jujitsu there is, there is in the grappling world actually because it's a grappling podcast, so it's not just jujitsu. It's right MMA grappling, wrestling, judo, any kind of grappling, any kind of news that kind of comes out. It you know we kind of want to talk about it, but we also there's there's a big sector of jujitsu, um, you know, instructionals where. You know, there's a lot of information out there on instructional DVDs, which would be, let's say the, you know, in, in the Get geek world, you know, TV shows and movies, we would take a look at these instructional DVDs, kind of dissect them a little bit and review them for the uh, for our listeners before they purchase it. Right. You know, we kind of let them know, like, hey, is this worth buying or not? You know, yeah. that sort of thing. Um, uh you know in in the jujitsu world also it's it's you have some sectors that are actually believe it or or not and i think you guys know because you guys you know train with me as well but for those of you guys that don't train jujitsu there's a sector of like streetwear and fashion and and whatnot and and there's stuff coming out every single week that we can kind of take a chance to kind of review if we get our hands on the product or at least like mention you know this cool new thing that's coming out and, and and so on and so forth and you know, um in this in the first episode that we're gonna release, one of the biggest brands in the game, uh Abaino and Preto, who um make jujitsu geese and, and whatnot, they have a lot of collaborations with big brands. They had a bare brick collaboration a couple months ago. They did a new era um, fitted hat release, you know, a month ago. And this past week they partnered up with Interscope Records to release a playlist, a jujitsu grappling playlist, uh, on oh, really? Spotify. Yeah, oh, so that's what awesome. I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of cool things that happen in the jiu-jitsu community that's not just strictly martial arts. And, you know, there's enough for us to geek out on. So, you know, or nerd out I on. Think it's,
0: all that. Yeah, I think it's going to be super helpful because I know I follow a couple of things on, on Facebook and Instagram when it comes to jiu-jitsu. And especially on Facebook, there's, like, ads for DVDs. Like, you know, they, they come rampant left and right. And, you know, I know jujitsu is more of a, of a thing where you kind of need to be present, right, for in a gym. Yeah. But you can do some stuff, you know, through DVD. Yeah. And I think the fact that you guys are reviewing that is probably going to be super helpful for especially like the white belts that are just starting out or people that are looking to get into the jujitsu community. Um, right. It's a good way for them to kind of like maybe you guys can direct them to the right type of DVD they can look right. it, right. look at it, you know, get the sense. And then maybe the next step for them is actually finding a gym. Hopefully it'll be the dojo NYC, but, you know, <laughs> finding a gym so that they can actually practice the art instead of just watching it on TV and stuff, you know? Well, I mean, one of the things that I plan on
3: doing also is being able to visit some other gyms and stuff like that and review the training experience at those gyms and, you know, kind of talk about that stuff as well. So I can kind of put it out there for people. You know, it's, uh something that's super important for me to kind of help the community get more involved and bring it a little bit closer together um, through the
0: podcast. So, but yeah, that's basically what I've been geeking out on. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. So, like awesome. I said, we're gonna be we're gonna be pointing um, some of our posts on Instagram to your site, um, and as soon as you get you know your your opening day, we'll celebrate that on Get Geek also.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: sweet.
3: Thank you guys so cool. much for the support, and you know, right. looking forward to you know maybe getting you guys on the uh, podcast, uh, you know, uh, when we get a chance.
0: So. Hey listen you'll you'll get more out of E because he's a uh what are you? You're a, a yellow belt, right? Yeah. I'm I'm still that that really really raw white belt so <laughs> both me and I mean e that white e belt is looking kind of yellow right now so Well that's true. It's been it's been there for a while, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it'll be super interesting. So congratulations on that and you know no, again, thank you thank you guys. You know, congrats, well uh we're going to be promoting that congrats. as as best as we can you know so um, that's going to wrap things up for this episode of the Get Geek podcast um, i want to thank everybody for joining us and i want to ask you guys to make sure to check us out on both facebook and instagram and please subscribe to the show we're on every podcast app that's available we're on apple podcast google podcast spotify so you know if you subscribe you'll never miss an episode um, and while you're at it, like I said before, please rate and review the show. This is the way that we get feedback from you guys. This is the way. What we, exactly right. What we're doing right. What we what things you want to hear us talk about a little bit more, and you know it'll help us out because it'll push us up and make us a little bit more visible to other people. And also, just tell your friends. It's that simple. You know um so and like i said you know this is a podcast that's made possible by listeners like you so you know we want to thank you for your support and please continue to support us because we want to continue to give us this free content that you guys are used to um so anyway i'm gonna wrap this up uh be sure to stay tuned for our next episode and until then stay geeky my friends